Miami's pursuit of Damian Lillard has split NBA fans apart. Seemingly Heat Nation versus the rest of the world once again. Tyler Hero's trash. Miami's trade offer is garbage. Damian Lillard isn't even that good, but send him to Boston anyway. Matt Moore joins the show to give us the world's perspective on this polarizing topic and more on today's edition of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg, here as always, however you're tuning in, YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Joining us today is Matt Moore for a bare knuckles, all out Damian Lillard debate. Matt Moore, the NBA insider at Action Sports, David's co-host on Locked On NBA on Tuesdays. Got Heat fans on Twitter riled up this week. (laughs) When discussing the Damian Lillard trade. So we're going to get into what Matt said that got Heat fans the most upset in a second. But we do have some news to get to. Lillard's agent Aaron Goodwin calling teams to tell them not to trade for his client Damian Lillard. The Miami Herald's Barry Jackson spoke with Goodwin and relayed his message that Lillard only wants to play in Miami, quote, period, end quote. Meanwhile, the Blazers are out here saying through Woj that they are willing to dig in if they don't get that the return that they want. So Matt, what we clearly have here is Lillard and his agent using the media to try to get what they want, the Blazers using the media to try to strengthen their position. What I find interesting, and I want to get your take on this, is just how transparent all of this is, even more transparent than this stuff usually is. And I wonder if that's part of what has made this such a polarizing topic. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. So, you know, Anthony Davis had a list of like five teams that he was willing to go to. And most of them were like, absolutely zero. No, like that's not a thing, but everyone knew it was like the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's kind of this appearances thing. And this has become like a very popular kind of element in the modern NBA, which is like, why do we bother with, with appearances? Why don't we just go ahead and come out and say these things and be transparent about it? Or as transparent as we can be without actually releasing statements. Like if Dane comes out and releases a statement, then he's facing actual discipline from the league, mm-hmm. um, which I don't necessarily think that they should or would do, but that's just not how this works. So everything goes like through these intermediaries and everybody's got their guy. Like Woj is obviously plugged in with the front office and Dame has, um, well, apparently he's got Chris Haynes and Sean Strania and every single reporter in the greater Miami area um, relaying his, his message. One thing I think that's interesting, though, here, and I will say this, there is a feeling around, I, this is based off of conversations I've had. There is a strong feeling that, like, look, Aaron Goodwin's doing his job, which is, like, his client wants to go to Miami. He's doing his job to get him there. There is a strong feeling that a lot of, like, what Aaron is projecting as far as, like, Mr. Goodwin, what Mr. Goodwin's projecting as far as, like, he'll be very unhappy if you trade him elsewhere. That, like, everyone's like, yeah, we don't really buy that. Like, Dame will show up. Dame will do the job. Like, Dame's not going to be like, no, I don't want to play for the Timberwolves. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be a bot. Like, Dame's a Dame's a man. Dame's a pro. Dame will show up. Dame will do the job. They'll win games. So if somebody else does trade for him, I don't think they will. But if somebody else trade for him, I think most of the good win stuff about that is kind of extraneous. The problem is, like, this pressure is specifically being applied because of the very specific circumstances surrounding this one-in-one connection dynamic that if 
this were if the Heat had the Celtics assets, this would look a little bit different. If the right. Heat had, I don't know, let's what am I trying to think of 28 other teams' assets, this would look a little bit different. But because of this specific connection, that's why there's been such a full force push. And poor Cronin has got basically got Woj out here just basically trying to be like, no, no, we're gonna do what we're not gonna give in. We're gonna do what we need to do, which no, no one believes. Zero people believe. Um, before we get into the assets part of it, because I know David's yeah. champing at the bit here, I do want to go go back to the appearances thing because I think that's a key point here. And, and bear with us here while we go a little meta NBA reporter kind of thing here. But people want transparency, or I should say, they say they want it. Yeah, they don't want it. They do not want transparency, and this is proof. Kevin Durant only wanted to go to Phoenix, yeah. but put on it. Anthony Davis only wanted to go to the Lakers. But hey, we don't. You got to put like a second or a third team on your list of preferred destinations. Then they know that you don't really want you to do it, and we know you're only. But you got to have a. The fact that Damian Lillard has one team that it is, as Aaron Gooden was saying, Miami. Period. No, people want a comma and. That's yeah. what people want. And then it's like, oh okay, well now we have now we have a uh, uh, negotiations, and now we right. have teams trying to bring more stuff to the table, and now it's it's more fair. And people hate unfair or what they think is unfair or what they view as unfair. And if the, but this is kind of how it's gone. And I just do find it interesting how transparent all of this is and all of that kind of garbage that goes around in the background. All the the way the sausage is made is just right here. And it's spilled yeah. out in front of everybody. And there's unique circumstances that are going about this. Damien Lillard has very strong ties and relationships with certain media members. I think that's a very important factor in this, right? Yeah. When you talk about the Chris Haynes and, and those people of the world. Woj, obviously, we like his former colleague, very famously, got hired by the Trailblazers to mm -hmm. be a part of their front office. Like yep. It doesn't take a, a leap of the imagination to figure out who Woj's sources are. But or, so much of this is social media, too, right? Yes. Because it's not just... It's not just that we're aware of these things because there's conversations ongoing about, hey, did you know? Or like, this is why this is happening, which like I, I'm part of that process. Like, I want people to be understand, like, do you understand why this is happening the way it is? Like before social media um, in the dinosaur age that I come from, like this would just be like there would be a report on ESPN and there'd be a report on, I guess, Bleacher mm -hmm. Report now. And like that would be it. And people would debate on like message boards and comment sections. And then eventually it would get worked out and traded. But social media allows for this constant messaging opportunity to be yes. like constantly putting out pressure and constantly putting out information. And it does equal a more tense situation in these trade demands because you know that there's just going to be constant questions and pressure on it. It makes it more hyper aware around these things, which increases the dynamics of the situations evolving. And I think in flames fan bases and, oh, and yeah. sentiments and, debate oh, yeah. and all of this stuff, like people are losing their minds over this. And I find it so interesting for so many different reasons. There's so many things that we can get into. David, where do you want to take this? Uh, well, first of all, I think when it comes to the uh, the transparency here, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I, I hate the the BS pretense of manufacturing all these the ho false hope in other franchises and other fan bases by saying, oh, I'm considering you. Like, Miami fans went through it. Just last year with Kevin Durant, they went through it during the regular season when, you know, when, again, when uh, it was potentially linked to Miami as one of the top two preferred destinations and it never panned out that way. So if if I am completely for the idea that players should say, you know what, even in a trade, even if it's forcing a trade and all the all the stuff that the saga that, you know, you know Matt and I, that Wes, you and I have talked about that Howard Beck and I have talked about, like, every, I mean, everybody has talked about this. 
I, I get it. There's a concern there about players under contract forcing trades. But if he's going to say, look, this is where I want to play, and I, I think it's it's great. I think it's perfectly fine for players to be able to say this is the preferred destination rather than, again, this fake BS of saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm considering Brooklyn, I'm considering Philadelphia, et cetera. And I don't see why it should be a problem. So now, I, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go. I go. No, Matt, jump in. I think that there's – it's about whether how you view the ecosystem of the NBA. And I think David has a very – mature and cynical view of the dynamics which is probably closer to the reality of it which is like there's billionaire owners there's superstar players and those are the two sides that are that are involved in this conflict and those are the only two sides that matter and all of the front offices and teams are simply extensions of those and the agents and everyone else is an extension of the players uh, i think a lot of people including myself kind of view it as like no like there's an ecosystem here that involves staff front office, coaches, development coaches, supporting players, G Leagues, G League teams, PR directors, uh, marketing directors, the owners, the players, the fans, which are a thing. And so all of this kind of plays into it. And so when you have this very, like if, if we frame these things as why do contracts matter? A player's contract with a billionaire owner? Then sure, that's going to engender a lot of sympathy. And I tend to be like, oh, that's kind of fair. The owners, screw the owners. But if you phrase this as like, well, no, this is like a team and a fan base and a community involved in this. Now I'm like, okay, there's probably like a side of this that probably doesn't deserve to get outright screwed because X player decides that he likes the weather. Like, let's just be real here that like. That's that's disingenuous though. Because this no, is not we're gonna... Then why isn't he wanting to go to San Antonio or Oklahoma City? Because they the suck. Because they suck. That's why. Not because of you the weather. You think Oklahoma City with Damian Lillard would suck? Because I don't think they would, David. Well, I think they're not as ready-made to accept Damian Lillard and what he brings to the table. And again, he said it. He look, I want to go to a team that has a better chance of winning a Well, he title. said specifically he wants to play with players his own age. But he Spurs also doesn't want to join two superstars and doesn't want to join a super team. That was a couple of years ago, and I don't think that's it was in the right context. I really don't. I, I think at the we time— can, We can hold these guys responsible and still not think that they're villains, though. No, like, I—, I, I but I don't even care if even if he said two years ago that the idea again. There's there's so much like the the mood of what fans want changes so much from day to day. True. It's like oh, there were, after 2010, and I know we saw it here even before I got I'm into the world. Scarred by that. Excuse me. You guys are like fans are still bringing it up. I'm like guys, it's been 13 years. Player movement, has, like, player empowerment has entered a whole other era. Most You're fans right. on Twitter are player positive. And in 2019, when Jimmy came here and he was supposed to be, you know, one foot away from retirement, like, and again, every run that Miami's had, whether it was in 2020 and the bubble as bubble flukes and the bubble didn't mean anything as these guys spent months away from their families in a freaking hotel in Orlando, challenged more than any other team at any other point in NBA history. And it's like, oh, you know what? They really weren't that good. They only beat Giannis because he was hurt. They only beat Boston because they crapped themselves. You know, I love Powell Pierce. It wasn't. It wasn't that Miami was actually better. This is. This is what everybody else kind of overlooks. Is that Miami fans have to take it, and I don't care. I've been. I've been critical of Miami fans. I'm critical of all fans in general because I get that the passion, the fanaticism that comes with being a fan, kind of blinds you to the realities of situations. And I know that they'll turn on Dame just as much as they call for him now. They'll turn on him when he misses a game-winning shot in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. That that's that's just the unfortunate nature of fandom. But at the same time, I feel like fans in Miami have had to see that their team gets dragged. 
we had Justin Termin, Termin, I don't even know how to pronounce the stupid name, how, you know, trashing the fact that a championship in Miami doesn't mean anything because Boston. I thought Boston that was Mad Dog. Is, oh, sorry. Maybe Rusko? you're right. I don't know. You're right. Rusko. I can't keep track of whatever psychopath says whatever garbage they say on a night-to-night basis. You're right. It was Mad Dog. Rusko. It's like, oh, in Boston, the center of the world, Boston. Not, not Miami. A championship in Miami doesn't mean anything. It's like, okay. Well, Boston only got one in 2008 because Danny Ainge and, and, and Kevin McHale were friends, and they sent, uh, you know, poor Kevin Garnett, who had been David, toiling what away even, in Minnesota. I, I appreciate the rant, and I appreciate was, dogging was on that dog and everything. That was great. That was, that was a rant. I mean, I don't really know was what that had to do with Damian Lillard. It's my question. <laughs> but no, he's we will right, get so, back he, uh, to the Damian Lillard. To, uh, because he's trying to explain – the feeling among Teat fans that they're getting picked on, which I think that's the, one of the problems is like when I come into this, I'm talking about this very specific situation. Yeah. And I have fans that are like, just like in 2010 with the national media. And I'm like, right. do not bring that here. I was supportive of the I decision. Know. I, know I called out Cavs fans for how they behaved. I called out all of the nonsense where LeBron had to have extra security. I was supportive of the Heatles. I called them the flying death machine. I consider that 2013 team to be one of the greatest teams I have ever seen. Like, do not point that stuff at me. Do not bring the national media. Don't bring that nonsense here. We are talking about this specific situation. And we'll do that. And we'll do that some more. Would the Heat with Damian Lillard be a super team? We'll debate that. We'll debate whether or not Miami's package is even worth something like Damian Lillard. We're going to get into all (laughs) of it after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. Uh, like it's it's hard enough to deal with everything, not just the talk on NBA Twitter, but life in general. Like NBA Twitter, that's nothing. But life is so difficult, whether you're going through something at work, in a relationship, or a lack thereof. There's so many different factors that can impact you negatively in life. And sometimes you just want somebody to talk to you, to get a different perspective, or to help you climb up with a clearer perspective on what's troubling you. Then therapy might be the answer for you. And if you're looking for somebody to talk to, then try BetterHelp. Believe me, it's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You meet with somebody, you, you, you put in what you need at the time that you need it, and they find a therapist that can help you with your specific needs. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time. If for some reason you don't feel comfortable with the person that you're matched up with, you go to somebody else, and you can find the right person for you. So let therapy be your map to a better help, to, uh, with better help. So visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA and you get 10% off your first month with better help. That's betterhelp H E L P dot com slash locked on NBA. Back here with Locked On Heat. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Every day is David's heading to Las Vegas. He's gonna have some on the ground reporting for you from Summer League next week. Make sure that you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. I'm going to punch Joe Cronin right in the face. No, I'm just kidding. Let me go ahead and make sure that one gets aggregated like all the Portland stuff has been. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, fans don't realize how close we are. Like I, when it was last year, when it was the whole uh, Kevin Durant situation, I remember Sean Marks being like a couple of rows right above me and Wes in Vegas as we're watching the Heat play. And everybody thinking, oh, boy, is this it? Are they having the conversation? Is this what's Well, I think happen? it's our conversation with Sean Marks is the reason why Kevin Durant did not end up in Miami. I think we were like, <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Well, as, these, as these guys are walking by, going, Trey Kitty, Trey Kitty. Like, that's going to help. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the trade package? Um, oh, 
Yeah. I mean, unless there's somewhere else you wanted to take this, but no, I, no, I, I feel like I was, uh, you know, like I, I just I didn't I just answer whatever know, question I just was know, in the like, first segment. I just want to know, like, it, when it, when David, like, is Jovich gonna get like a wing of the Hall of Fame, or does he get like, does he I, just get like a floor? I'm sorry that you hate unicorns for whatever reason. <laughs> I, at what point in time did we hate guys that were six eleven? that have put on 20 pounds of muscle in their first season. Matt, did you see him go coast to coast in yeah. that yeah. in that summer I saw, league game? I saw, him, in was like, I was, saw him and was wincing and was like, oh, God, this is going to be You're going to hear it from Dave. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, so I, we can get, go to wherever you want. I will say this, that like what keeps rattling through my head every time I diminish the inclusion of Jovic, the 29th overall pick, it is um, not 29th. I forget. Where was he at? It was like 27th. 27th. Um, what I what I keep remembering. What, what pick was is, uh, Nikola Jokic? It, that's a good one. The other one is actually Mark Gasol, right? <laughs> that was the second round pick that was included in the Powell Gasol trade. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, oh, great. Memphis got the fat brother. Hooray. <laughs> and now, like, Mark's going to have his jersey retired. Like, yeah. he's a legend, right? So we don't know how these things are going to turn out. It's an, I will start this conversation by saying it is entirely possible that, A, the package that they managed to finagle with apparently 18 different teams that they're working on will net the Blazers something that is close to approximately maybe something we can look at and say is pretty good value. And two, I will say that three years from now, we can look back and be like, God, the Blazers, get, look at what the Blazers got in that deal. And it could look entirely different. So my very strong feelings right now will end the moment that we move on. And I'll be like, it could be anything. It could mm. even be Damian Lillard. Like anything could be in the box. I'm open to so, those possibilities. I I understand the okay. Superstars get traded for a certain amount of stuff every time a superstar gets traded, and I do think that the amount of times a superstar has gotten traded has been a little overstated. There's like this notion that it's just we're we're just around the corner from the next superstar getting dealt, and that's not extremely true over the last. Five years, there's been 20 kind of superstar trades. 13 of them are James Harden, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. It's always those guys. Yeah. It's more accurately, hey, we're just a couple months away from one of those guys demanding a trade. Like the Anthony Davises, they get traded once, right? Like Paul George, he got traded a couple times. Like it's that's what happens. Anyway, you can't compare one trade to the other ones because all these negotiations happen separately. They happen in a vacuum. And if you're a GM, you got to look at being. You, you have to try to have a base level of what you're trying to get to obviously but the thing i keep coming back to with miami's offer first of all i don't think it's that bad if you're able to get that third first round pick we're talking about three first round picks a good young player and tyler hero and some other stuff like whatever like and then it's it's literally like hey portland then you pick the salary that you want to match here it is it's not jimmy it's not bam you pick everything else and that's it's not awful it's not awful, and I think the Tyler Hero's value has gotten basically railroaded throughout this entire process, which I think is a little unfair, but I do want – let's put a pin in Tyler Hero's thing because regardless of what you think of that, it might just be the best thing that Portland can get. And I actually think that the Heat – it might be the best thing Portland can get just based on what's going to be available. Like, we could talk about Utah having a better offer and San Antonio having a better offer. Why on earth would they trade for Damian Lillard? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, I, I, this is this is the stuff that makes me a little bit crazy. Okay, L let's not act like like this is where I start to go with when I had a Heat not fan, a person, um, a Heat um, affiliated person, tell me like 
why do they want a 34 year old on this max contract deal? Like what, who wants that? And I'm like, then why do you want him? Don't act like this is some sort of like, you're getting Damian friggin' Lillard. He because the Heat are desperate, Matt. Year. That's why, because like, they're desperate to win a championship in the next sure. two years. Utah and San Antonio are not desperate. Sure. The thing here is the question is if there was not a specific designed, controlled, heavily propaganded effort to oh, make boy. sure nobody else puts in an offer. Mm-hmm. What do those look like? If it was actually an open market and Dame was like, look, because one of the things that was reported was that Dame was like, I'm not even looking for a championship. I just want a shot to contend. Mm-hmm. Like okay. that was reported, right? So and what would that offer look like? What would those teams be? And what would those that offer look like? Okay. So what I would say is that a team like Boston, if we're taught, like, look, first of all, first off, I'm not saying that everybody is like, not complicit here and being dumb, the Boston Celtics should absolutely be like, yes, you can have Jalen Brown. The fact that they're like, no, we're not going to trade Jalen Brown is dumb. Like Jalen Brown, this has been a long time coming. That situation is a time bomb. Mm-hmm. And that's Boston's mistake for, for letting this sit by and it's going to work out badly for them. I went on record about that. This but if we're talking about like Derek, White, like Derek White, the picks that they've accumulated, uh, throw in Robert Williams, all of like that package right there as a starting point is way better than what we're talking about with Miami. Does Portland they, want Jalen Brown? What? Does Portland want Jalen? They should. I think that that's better return. Regardless, if you told Portland that you can have Jalen Brown for Dame versus what they're looking at from Miami, you'd almost have to be like, yes, because if nothing else, right. like Jalen's return value elsewise, like even if you have to move him again, is going to be higher with, with because this is one of the things and everything else though. Like, I mean, like, have, no, but to your point, they're not even making Jalen Brown available. And I agree with you. Sure, 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 it's sure. kind of you're, silly. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely so what's, right. But there's no even point in debating it. If they're not making them available, you're right. right. Boston's being silly for not right. doing it. But if you're going to tell me that Derek white and Robert Williams is somehow a better package. Dane Pritchard, like, don't not, forget Pritchard. That's not, that's not compelling to me. But what is compelling about my, so here's a couple things. One, the Miami picks. I, and I want to, this is an important point to clarify. Okay. Mm. The Miami picks are specifically Miami picks. If it is literally any other executive in the league outside of San Antonio and OKC, I would be much more open to the the value of those See picks. This? Okay, let's talk because about this. I because I know. Like, those, you know if what? Riley is be still decent? breathing. If Riley is still breathing, then those picks are going to be in the 20s. And even if he retires, Andy Ellisberg and Adam Simon are smart enough to be like, Oh, we owe those picks. All right, we got to make sure that we're not giving up a good pick. This is also pretty silly, though. This is like because Jimmy Butler is 34 years old. Damian Lillard is going to be 34, 33 years old. Like a 2028 and a 2030 pick from Miami actually might be awesome. Let's not forget after the big three, they've chosen the lottery three times. It might be. Those aren't like the the, the heater. Late lottery, though. Whatever, okay, fine. If you're looking just for like a top three pick in every superstar trade, be that's like, right. I guess that's what it is. Well, they, people they can want, dream, they but want... David, what I'm saying is, no, I agree with this you. idea. Or, no, there's this idea out here that Miami is just always competitive, they always try to compete, but they fail at it, they fail at it all the time. As soon oh. as Jimmy and Damian Lillard are gone, it is going to be hard to rebuild this team, especially if you're trading away your a lot of your draft picks, you don't have Tyler Hero on that. the roster. And it's going to be Bam out of bio and a bunch of other nothing. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. Because I mean, I, they were one game away in sixteen seventeen from Goran Dragic and Dion Waiters carrying them to a playoff berth. 
and that fell apart. If they hadn't gone historically bad at 11 and 30 and then historically good 30 and 11 in the second well, half. Well, they went the historically bad. I mean, that yeah. was a team that chose in the lottery. And, David, if they didn't pick the lottery, then they're picking, what, 15? Like, what's the difference? Yeah. I just no, think no. that for me it it's is – It's not like every single time Miami picks in the draft, it's the 27th pick is what I'm trying That's to say. part of my – but you have to admit that there's a, ver- a very decent chance. And, like, this is – if you're like – I'm not saying this is a bad thing. This is a matter of respect for me for Miami. Of course. Is that this organization, Riley or not, I will trust to not surrender a top five pick. Like, I don't think that there's any scenario in which that we're going to get there and be like – Wow, Portland got a top five pick for the Damian Lillard trade. I think there's no scenario that that happens. And we don't even know if they're going to get that without protection because Miami has leveraged themselves so well. Like, there's entirely possible what if there's a top five protection on it? Then what are we talking about here? And if it's like, oh, you could get like a really good pick, like a 17th, really? Like two 17ers for, for, for Dame? Is that what we're talking about? And again, like, all we're really trying to say here is that. I get the question. I would rather have those picks over Boston's picks, though. Like, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to be there for 10 more years. Like, Ooh, those guys are that. young and That's awesome. Well, maybe not Jalen Brown. Maybe not Jalen Brown. But Jason Tatum's <laughs> awesome, and he's going to be there forever, yeah. okay? Yeah. I would, like, maybe. a 2028 pick like, for Boston feels like, like, to me, on its face, that's going to be a worse pick than the 2028 pick that Miami hands over. All these Brooklyn, Brooklyn's got all these picks. All their picks are the Phoenix picks. Aren't, isn't Phoenix a super team? All their picks are the Phoenix picks. Yeah, but the Phoenix. What do picks I are, care? The, the Phoenix picks are way late. Like they are. They're just as late as these Miami picks that we're going to be talking about. 2028, 20, Here again, we return. I think there's a much better chance of the Suns picks being excellent than the Heat picks being excellent. And if we're talking about that's a quibble, that's fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. The surrounding package is where I start to really be like, and a lot of this gets into they're going to send Kyle, and the Blazers are going to have like it's like oh you get this these huge expiring contracts. What the hell are the Blazers going to do with that money? Like, all they can really do is do the OKC route of like, hey, we'll take your money. Yep. We'll, we'll take the dead contract in order in, to get and more picks. Yeah. Like, cap space doesn't help teams like Portland. It really doesn't. Like, they can move those. Well, the you're right. they, they do the OKC thing. They do right. the San Antonio thing. It's like, just, right. we'll, we'll take your unwanted luggage. And, and then, we'll so what this really comes draft. down to is like Hero, which it's very obvious they don't want. And which I get. And the big thing here with Hero is basically, like, I just keep returning to this. If I if I got you guys drunk during that playoff run. I've said it before. You know and that. I said, do you want him to come back? Your answer would be no. And if you say, like, well, it's because of the injury and blah, blah, blah. Okay. If you told the Nuggets, do you want Jamal Murray to come back? Don't care how hurt he is. Need someone who can dribble. No, like, no. I said that. I okay, said this wait, during their run. I said this during so, the run, even before the Eastern Conference Finals. I said at this point in time, Miami should not welcome Michael, uh, you know, Tyler Hero back. Well, this is a good because place. To take a break. This is a good place to take a break because we have to because of network rules. Yeah. So we'll do that. And we'll continue the Tyler Hero conversation on the other rules. side of it. All right. I'm loving Tyler it. Hero. Great. Tyler Hero is, I'm just going to start here. Mm. And we can get me drunk right now if we want to. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. And I will tell you the same thing, Matt. I understand why Portland doesn't want Tyler Hero. They got a bunch of guards. I get it. At some point, you got to think about roster construction. I understand that. But he's being treated like he's like the next Jordan Poole salary dump. And Tyler Hero is a very that, good basketball that's not, player. That's, that's not fair. Jordan Poole was good in the playoff series. <laughs> oh, He's boy. He's a 20-point per game. <laughs> oh, boy. Matt's sarcasm, and I appreciate <laughs> no, it. But no, no, no. 
No, he actually thinks it. He actually but Tyler, Tyler Hero is a 20-point-per-game score. He's averaged yeah. 20 points for the last two years. He's an elite three-point shooter. He's a good rebounder for his position. He is a developing playmaker, and he's a he's clutch white, player. He, he, he's white. He's a, he's a white boy in the NBA. I, I don't he think that's part right. of it. I really don't think that's part of it. But it's Oh, like, it definitely he's, is. He's, it definitely is. You think he's, people Let me Tyler just keep Hero? going with the credentials. Let me go with the resume, and then we can have the debate. Right. He's a fourth-quarter shot maker. His percentages in crunch time are great. He did not miss a free throw in the fourth quarter all season long. He makes great decisions when they mat when the when he has the ball in his hands in the most important moments of games. He's a proven guy in in almost the most you could be proven at 23 years old, right? And so I don't understand why Tyler Hero is being treated as some like worthless piece in a trade, like almost people rolling their eyes at him. Where meanwhile, the other part of this conversation, how many times have I heard it on ESPN? If Sixers put in Tyrese Maxey, yeah. that's a game changer. Yeah. I love Tyrese Maxey, and I understand why he might have more value because he still hasn't yet signed the extension, and, I, and he's awesome. That's and you might, and you might be higher on Tyrese Maxey than you are Tyler Hero. But I don't, think it's, I don't think the difference is so big that we're treating Tyler Hero like garbage and Tyrese Maxey like he's basically the next Damian Lillard but 22 years old. I don't understand that. So, I think it's partly, I think it's partly, like I said, one is Ty- Tyler's white. And, and as a result, there's just this interpretation of who he is as a player. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki, one of the greatest players in NBA history, and he had to deal with it until 2011, much to the Miami Heat fans chagrin. Yeah, but he was a choker. <laughs> you I see? Um, you see? I agree with David on, on the on the white point. And I think Austin Reeves is a good, is a good counter example there, but that's the Lakers. That's Lakers exceptionalism. I don't even want to go Austin Reeves's point. There, heat, I, I, but, but there's a lot of heat exceptionalism that goes on because of the amount of media. From who? So you oh, guys come have, on. can we stop this? One, you guys have a massive media function. Please. One stop. heat reporter, one Miami heat reporter. Cause nobody else. I mean, I'm sorry. And I'll name a name. Anthony Chang from the Miami Herald hasn't said jack shit about Tyler hero or, or, or Portland or Damon Little or anybody else. So, I mean, it's not all heat media. Okay. So we can't just throw it all in there. All right. It's not, just I know who you're talking about. And I no, know no, no. one thing when I you say, first no. mentioned on lockdown NBA a few days ago that there was a Miami heat media. I was like, I, I would, I wish I should know. Cause I wish I would be a part of it, but I, I don't feel like well, now you got I'm Chris Haynes. So you don't have to worry about it. So let's talk about, uh, I want to talk about hero. 23 years old is the number. I do keep coming back to it where I'm just like, man, he is so young. Yes. And like he could really make it make a leap in a stride. I think a lot of this is it's the combination of the contract for the player, for the role, and the playoff stuff. I think all of that kind of combines. Like, David, would you want to build a team around not being David? I'm asking, would you want to build a team around Tyler Hero? No. No. He's not your he's not your second best player. Yeah, he's not your second or first best player, perhaps. If they're right. best player, that's still a damn good player. He's could a good still player. be a, a he's an all-star fringe all-star player. Like I, I I think that's I think that's very realistic. Like again, I know that the 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 perception of Tyler changed after the bubble run. He had a really, really again, everybody conveniently overlooking that really good playoff run as a 19-year-old effing rookie in the Orlando bubble. And everybody was like, wow, maybe this this hero kid with the snarl and the big balls to take those shots maybe he's pretty good and then when everybody started hyping up it seemed like everybody was like oh wait a minute maybe he's not that good and then and then some other members of the alleged miami heat media mafia started trashing hero publicly saying that there was a 75 percent chance that he'd get traded etc saying that he wasn't there that the heat front office has kind of kind of pissed off about his work ethic when in fact it was just the opposite we saw nothing but 
hard work from Tyler Hero and his camp. And and he's had some struggles in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, really, like it, it, last year he was hurt. This year he didn't even get a chance to play in the playoffs. And the, the year before that, it was four highest, games of re- highest a really plus minus, Bucks team. highest plus minus of any Heat player in the playoffs. He was a plus fourteen for in like his, minutes, yeah, or in like his minutes. ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, that rating like. was incredible this year. Yeah. Uh, Forty-four, thirty-eight splits are good for volume score. It's good. It's not good. Great. Yeah, it's that's good. not great, David. Like, let's be real. Like, league average is is right now around thirty seven percent. So we're looking at like that plus like the forty four percent is not awesome either. Like, this is just not. He's not an elite shooter. We can be honest about that. He can create, so that makes up for some of it. I think a lot of this is just again the contract for that type of player. Where does that fit? And now, if you're going to say that because Wes brought this up, what are the other offers? And that's a counterfactual that I can't answer, right? Like, I, I do I feel this is an opinion? It's an opinion, and like I'm willing to say that, like it's an opinion that if there was an open market for Damian Lillard, would there be superior offers? I feel confident in that. But if you're like, what are the other offers? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm not on the phone with CAA to ask about the Knicks. Like, I don't know. Like, Daryl Morey is not going to be like, oh yeah, and this is what I, I would offer. I'm like, no. That's not, is that's RJ not Barrett a better player than Taylor Hero? Like no, that's fair. Like that's fair. Next game, uh, is this the next game we're gonna play? Yeah, David, no, yeah, and it's like look, Ty, like you know, Tyrese Maxey. Give him another funny. one, Matt. Give David. Give him another one. Give yeah. him another one. Tyrese Maxey. He's better than Tyler Hero. I think they're about even. Okay. Yeah, even. but that's fine. But, but doesn't have the contract now. now. Yeah. Okay. But, but he'll get a bigger contract, right? And and then yeah. then it'll be well. I mean, look at David's world contracts contract, don't matter. Yeah. And David's world contracts don't matter. So you don't need to even even. I'm just kidding about the matter. Yeah. No, I know. Look, I'm perfectly fine with a player under contract recognizing the writing on the wall and, and a franchise that has let them down after 12 and seasons have. and been like, Look, you know what? Yeah. You, you have to give me this. I've been just as hard on the Blazers. Like I, I have been just as hard on Portland when we had these conversations. I you just don't like you, Miami's trade package. That's basically yeah. your point on Twitter. All I want, all I want is for Miami heat fans to not lie. Just be like, yeah, it's a crap offer. We're the heat. We get to offer crap offers and get your best player. You know why <laughs> we're the heat. If you want to get on our level, be better if you build a championship oh. poker, teams f- players will want to come to you like that's what's that. happening here i did say that i did say that and i think it's true like i, I don't think and that's like, fair no player has ever requested a trade from the miami heat like i don't i don't mean yes. that. I don't, what can i tell you why they're, because they're a damn good franchise and they they're are. always winning yeah they absolutely are they and had I, a, i'm glad we get the, a, a top five I, pick the winning part of it ago. The winning part of it is important because there's a lot of teams in great weather cities and, and yes. in great, just in great cities. That shouldn't right. just be about the, the weather. He's not asking to go to the Knicks. He wants to go to Miami because Dame's about the right things. And so I, I don't, I don't, I, I feel like there's like this kind of fake debate happening over people yeah. being like, I don't know. It just, it, to, to your point, Matt, it's like, who cares if the offer is not that good? Like exactly. who cares? I, I, I don't care as a heat fan. I reckon I love Tyler hero and I have, I, I am yeah. a Tyler Hero apologist, apologist and I might be, yeah. I am driving that bandwagon. And All David right? loves I, Jovich. And like, we're going to talk about, uh, about the, the, the rookie, right? We're going to talk about Jaquette. Like, we're going to talk about He's him. good. Jaime yeah, Hawkins is a future all star. I don't know what the hell you're saying. Sure, sure. <laughs> and so, like, that, and I get that from a Heat fan perspective, but I it's also, they might, like that. here's the, here's the great part about it. They might not have to trade either of them. Yes. Because there is no market. It is Miami. Miami keep Caleb Martin too. Why? Well, that's what's so interesting. 
they will keep Caleb Martin in this trade. Yes. Yeah. I feel, I feel so, like that meme with uh, Jack how, Nicholson for the departed. The, the way that I, the reason <laughs> I know this is because the other, the other version of this, right? The not the Miami Heat mafia, media mafia here, not the pro Damian Lillard Miami or, or media mafia part, but it's how it's being reported from the other side of this. And it's, hey, you know what? Dame's always had great respect for San Antonio. Whoa, wait, Utah. Don't don't <laughs> overlook Utah. Oh, wait, if they put Tyrese Max on the table, the Sixers could get more involved in this. Uh, look, the it's Sixers, posh, it, look, it is posh. The Sixers you need to take seriously. I I guess because, so. because I will just tell you that there's been like a lot of conversation going back to All-Star. Well, there's a reason the why Daniel they have Lord not and Joel Embiid in their relationship. And there's a reason why they haven't signed Tyrese Maxey to that extension. That would yeah. take him off the table for a year the way that it took yeah. Tyler Hero off the table for the Heat for a year. Um, so I get all of that. But there's a whole lot of that, and Joe Cronin's going to wait until the best offer materializes yeah. magically in front of him, and all of that kind of stuff, which leads me to – and you just got I, – I, I tell people all the time, where is this coming from? Think about that, and then make a – decision on what kind but of opinion I you want to have about like this. you also got to do the exact same thing on the other side which is that's that's where i started getting annoyed where i'm like you can't be like the thing that makes you feel good is the gospel and everything else is bs that's totally not how agree. it works totally like, agree the agent is projecting something that i'm telling you i don't think the people around the league believe now i still think that those teams are like look man i don't want to deal with the headache like if it's a because not a lot of teams have the testicles of masai yeah. ujiri like they just do not have the balls to be like, right. yes, I will give up assets for a big, and especially with Dame on the contract, it's like this could turn into a protracted thing, and then that but, gets ugly. But the Kawhi thing, like San Antonio wanted to f over Kawhi because of him and his uncle and all that BS about the injury. Like they were looking to jettison him as quickly as possible. Like I can't see that's apples to really really crappy orange. No, I think it's pretty similar. It's not like they wanted to give him up for nothing. They didn't want to get they didn't want to trade Kawhi. But they wanted to give him up anyway. Like I mean they, even, they at the time, to, yeah, they even, wanted, even at the time. But they wanted But they wanted real they wanted something real back. And at the time DeMar DeRozan was like the best that. The other thing was that Kawhi had a mysterious injury that nobody really knew what the prognosis on it. Damian Lillard was healthy and coming yeah, off this. Yeah, yeah, there's always the fact he missed, not, he missed 40 games last year. He missed 40 games the season before West. He's not that good. He's old. He's getting paid a lot of money. They should be getting. Hey, I know what nothing. you're doing. Are, what are you doing? The scarecrow argument thing? Are you trying to talk Portland out of their own asset? I don't yeah, know. I'll say this. Anybody that's like, well, Dame's not any good anyway. That's no, that. He's no, like a hundred, and he's like hard. five to ten. I've stood like, next to him. Like, like, I, I mean, am, look, you know, and this, and we should do. The, if we got time, I, I would love to do the super team argument. Like, I would love to do, do it. it. Let's do it quick. So, I, I, <laughs> I, I, they, boy, you guys got, mad. they got mad, got mad. Um. Because they were like, you said they were flukes. They can't be flukes in the super team. And I'm like, a super team is three top 20 players. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, as much as I think I'm lower than on him than everybody else in the world, because I care about all of the games and not just the good ones. Right. Um, even then, I did like a top 10 listing and I can't get I can't get Jimmy any lower than than top 10. And he's higher on that than, than not. You know, my favorite part about this, Matt, what? was kind of scrolling through your Twitter feed when this happened. And Heat fans arguing that Bam wasn't top twenty. Yes, in order to prove their argument. Yes, in order to prove it's not super. It's like, hey, so well, it's what like, if he's twenty one? What if he's like twenty second? Is he still like? Yeah. <laughs> it was so just, you got like so you've got you got three guys, three stars, and to me, it's like you got two guys that are that this is third and fourth in EPM, the metric I trust most for value. 
It's yeah. reflective of the MVP year over year over year. It guides my betting on the, on the MVP every single year. And you got Bama DeBio, who I believe is the best defender in the NBA. And there are people that really hate that take, and I will not back off of it. Bam Adebayo is the best defender in the NBA. He has been the best defender in the NBA in the last three seasons. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Three seasons is pretty extreme. Three so, seasons. So, so hard to say that I'm a Heat hater here, but it's like even the, all the, of that said. The, compa- the thing is that everybody saw you alluding during the finals run when you were covering the Denver Nuggets, and we were covering the Miami Heat. How much you were saying publicly on Twitter. Uh, that Miami's shooting was a... Which is really funny. I bet them versus the Bucks plus two and a half wins and versus the Celtics plus two and a half wins. I lost on the Knicks because for some reason I forgot that Tom Thibodeau coaches the Knicks and that's my bad. When we look at like how that run went, you shot 45% from three versus the Bucks and 43.5% versus the Celtics. I'm sorry, you had an outlier run and that's okay. That happens. That's part of sports is you sometimes have these runs where you just shoot really hot and you make these runs. The Orlando Magic in 2009 did it. I didn't say that the Heat were were bad last year. I was the one arguing last year that we shouldn't overlook Miami. I once again bet them. I'm The largest bet I've ever made on a single NBA game was game five versus the Sixers last year. How much did you win? I'm not going to get into that. But it's, <laughs> it was... It was enough that my wife, who did, never responds to these type of things, went, "What? Wow!" It was. I was very proud of that day. So, like, I believe in this Heat team. Nice this dinner, year's Heat team. Bottle of wine. This year's Heat team. In part because I listened to Locked On Heat, I know <laughs> was right. garbage. That's right. And so I'm able to say, like, they were. So they were a fluke last year. But you put Dame with Bam out of bio in particular. That combination, I'm just like, that's going to be a nightmare. Pick and pop, DHO, yep. spotting up. It's basketball heaven. Pinch post. It's it's perfect. Yeah, it's the, the guy that he's thing. needed to play with forever. It's the closest thing know. to Steph and Draymond out of the Bay Area. That's so, what it is. So that to me is a super team. It doesn't mean that they're a juggernaut because we've seen a lot of super teams fall on their ass. And if the wheels come off of Dame at 34 and Jimmy after eight years of playing for Tibbs, there's yeah. a chance that it falls so, apart. So, David, this is this is the part where I admittedly I kind of missed the boat on. I this is the part I just don't understand. Why does this any? Why does this matter? Like I really like I understand it matters because, because gotta, I look because at Heat fans because Heat. I'm sorry to interrupt, David. Because Heat fans want the cake and eat it too. They want to be the heroes and the underdogs and is the that most what it is? team and the favorite. Go ahead, David. Because they don't want to win I, as a, if 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 the Heat are a super team and all of a sudden the Heat are not because you know the Heat we're rooting for this overlooked team with a bunch of the undrafted guys and all of a sudden and we, up in arms the undrafted storyline and all this kind of stuff which it wasn't a storyline and it wasn't a narrative these guys went undrafted nobody made that up and it wasn't a, that was a weird thing anyway it was i and now that yeah you go back to the super team thing is that what it is is like we don't want to root for the super team that's the way that heat fans are feeling about this no. and if you if you label us a super team then it's somehow devaluing a Damian Lillard trade for us? Yes, is, yes. That's I, what I it is. That, I think. I, okay. I think that's a big part of it. I needed I this explained to me because I don't understand what the what the point was. Why my why my, my, my interpretation of it, and I'm I'm happy wrong. I don't feel this way. My interpretation of this is that it feels from Miami's Miami Heat fans' perspective that no matter what they do at any point in time, it's going to be perceived as a joke. Again, going back to Mad Dog's comment that a championship in Miami, what 29 other teams would die for on an annual basis doesn't matter like that's what they hear and that's what they feel is that nothing Miami does whether it's built the hard way 
with their own draft picks, with their own draft. Again, that's why they're defending. They, they trash Tyler Hero. But when our, when 29 other fan bases or media members like Matt and others say Tyler Heroes is a piece of crap, it's like, well, then that we're going to get yeah. defensive about it. You know, that's what it is. It's like they're very defensive. They were defensive from 2010 onward. And they felt like it's us against the world since 2010. And I said that to you on, on Twitter, Matt. And I think that's the reality is that that's how they feel is that we, we, we did what we were supposed to in 2010. And then everybody was alluding to collusion, right? Oh, that it's wrong. Like, it doesn't happen. Tampering. Oh, get the hell out of here. Like, 29 other teams don't tamper on an annual basis. Yeah. But when it's Miami and when they build a super team, when they come here, it's it's a problem. And all of a sudden, it's not. When 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 Boston trades for KG, it's not a problem. When Miami trades for Dame Lillard for a shitty package, that's a problem. And that's where the discrepancy lies. And that's why Miami Heat fans get so defensive. Yeah, and I think, I you know, I think part of that, too, is that – the 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 implication is and this happens a lot with me on twitter um that they're like I, you know i retweeted what i did was i tweeted about him joining what he was joining and with his comments that he didn't want to join a super team and my point is not that that's bad i don't care if damian lillard wants to join a super team that's fine yeah. no problem that's okay lots of guys do it kevin durant's done it james harden's done it russell westbrook's done it lebron james has done it all these guys i don't blame dame one bit he played so long as the sole guy trying to make it work in Portland, he gave them adequate heads up. Hey, you need to get me some can help so that we can actually compete. And they didn't do it. They watched the pitch sale by. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got no problem with Dame doing that, but he did say, I don't want to do that. And then he did it. And you could say like, well, it's two years ago. And blah, blah, blah. okay, I, that's fine. But a lot of what Dame has tried to project in terms of like loyalty matters to me, winning for this franchise matters to me. All of these things are no longer true. And he gets to change his mind. He gets to change his mind. But it's okay to be like, Dame said this. This is what he's doing now. Then, like, say he didn't want to do this. This is absolutely what he's doing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. At his introductory press conference, I will ask him on your behalf why he changed his mind about joining a quote-unquote super team. How's that? I don't even care. Like, I think it's okay for whatever his reasons are. Like, a simple, like, I felt like I changed my mind. Like, that's okay with me. But it's okay for us I, to also, like, pinpoint yeah. that he has projected a certain aura and a brand. And this is where I think a lot of superstars get in, in sticky situations. Yeah. Is they try and have it, they want the cake and eat it too. Sure. Is like, I want the contract and yep. the city and the super team and like all of it. And I want to be perceived as like a great guy too. I want to be, be the right. hero too. And when you yeah. try and have all of it, that's where a lot of people, and I think even yeah. like including me, start to be like, mm, you're going to have to choose. I want, I do, this yeah, is a good ask, point. Can I, add one, can I add one more point here? Like, yeah, I, I feel like a lot, why it changes though, is I think the 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 narrative, and I hate using the term sometimes, but the narrative surrounding that player, the per public perception of them does tend to change. Like at the time when he said it, I think a lot of the talk from him was even like, you know what? I My career has been a great one by any definition. And, and as much as you know that I want to win a championship, Maybe a championship doesn't matter. And then two years later, when everybody keeps saying, well, Dame, you're not really top 75. You haven't even won anything. And then at that point, it's like, well, yeah. now the, the, the requirements of what he needs to do in order to be perceived as great change. And then maybe he's a little bit more flexible about, you know, what he has to do. And if he has to join a better team in order to win a championship, and maybe this better team might be perceived as a super team. Well, that's all it takes, you yeah. know, in order for him to be considered great. Yeah, and that was new, right? He talked he talked to Michael Scotto from Hoopsype and said, yeah, I do. I think I need a championship on the resume. And that was sort of the first time he, he admitted it in that clear of terms. 
Um, and I and yeah, obviously, is changing his his thought his thought process has changed a little bit. I do think people are being a little hard on Damian Lillard, and I, it's not because of the. I understand the contract thing, and Matt, I think you and I probably align on this more than I, I align with David, and David and I have had our arguments about this too. I do think if you sign a contract, I, I the whole thing about signing the Supermax extension and then asking for a trade a year later, I think is problematic. I don't think that that's great for, for the NBA because the point that you keep making, and I think it's a good one, fans matter. And and just if you're going to keep burning fan bases this way, then that kind of sucks. I really don't, it's not really about the the ownership or the money to me. It's more about like, hey, I signed this Supermax contract for four or five more years. Let's run it back. Let's keep going. And then a year later, you're like, actually trade me to LA, trade me to Miami, trade me wherever. That that sucks if you're a fan of those smaller market teams. But I don't think in Dame's case, he signed that Supermax thinking that he was going to ask for a trade. Accurate. I, I think he really was trying to make it work. Yep. He signed the Supermax and then it didn't work. And I and I think people are looking at it like, hey, you can't sign the Supermax and like like he did the AD thing or the Bradley Beal thing, or even negotiated a no trade clause in his own contract extension. And I, I think that's been unfair. Yeah, I agree. Look, I'll say this. I have nothing but the utmost respect for Damian Lillard. He is one of the most uh, dignified. Genuine. Genuine. And I'll be clear, by the way, Matt, I didn't, I was not saying yeah. that you said that. No, I, I know, but I've heard thing, that from like, other people. But this is what, this is what happens on, but in both media and social media is like, we get lumped together. Like these globs of opinion get lumped together. Right. Like I'm not mad dog saying that a heat championship would not count. Like that's ridiculous. Right. And so I can be like, we can be critical of the process. Like my thing here is really my objection is to, as it always is, is the conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's about the way that this is being conducted where I'm like, if you want out and you want to win a championship, that's fine. Give them three teams that they can negotiate against each other to get the best package and then you may wind up in Miami anyway because they've got Nikola Jovic and Tyler Hero. So, and like, Miami it, and, and so you can, and you're so not, you can, you're not gonna have to trade both of the rookies. You're not gonna have to, and do or Caleb Martin. That's a sticking point. Can't have Caleb Martin in this. What are we doing? So, all of these <laughs> things combined. It was Eastern Conference. It was an Eastern <laughs> Conference <laughs> Finals MVP, Matt. Like he was better. He was better than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like was he, or was he the runner up? Um, and so. And so all of this kind of plays into like the where yeah. that's at. But like, look, I think Dame's about the right things, and I want good things for Dame. And I think that the Heat will be awesome with him. I think they're. I'm not one of the people that's out here. Be that that this is what where I think things go really haywire when it's like you don't want something to happen, and so you start being like, I don't think they're going to get him. Some other team's going to commit. I'm like, no, he's going to Miami. This is decided. Like he's going to get what he wants. This is how this works in the NBA. Like I live in the real world. This is how this works. He's going to Miami. He's going to Miami. It's going to be a crap return for the Blazers. They're going to suck for a long time, and then we'll talk about something else. But the Heat are going to be awesome. And all of those things can be true. And again, I just want us to be honest about it. As long as we're honest and accurate about it, I don't have any problem. As long as we're able to be like, no, yeah, they're not getting good return for Damian Lillard. And if your response is, maybe next time, don't screw with your franchise player and keep him attached to an absolutely worthless center that he can't defend next to, that's fair. Like, don't prioritize Anthony Simons over trying to acquire actually right. good defensive players. There's all these ways that the Blazers could have done it. The Blazers are the original sin here. And the Heat have done what they need to do in order to, to try and win a championship, which is their M.O. Yep. But we just got to be honest about it. As long as we're honest about it, we're all on the same page. 
I think I we agree. ended this all on the same page. David, any other gripes that you want to get out before we end this? No, I, I'm also just, I mean, Matt asked me this on Locked NBA on Monday, whether or not I would feel the same way if, if Jimmy Butler asked for a trade request, and I absolutely would. I don't think that changes at all. I've never I've never cared about that. Um, that episode the still last holds time, up for people that want to go check it out. The, the last time I was soured on a player leaving the, the Miami Heat was when Alonzo left uh, to New Jersey. Uh, long, long, long time ago, and only because that team did not need an Alonzo Morning, and he could not play in that style. Matt, that's your favorite player, isn't it? Here, here. it is. Oh, my kid, my basketball. Be <laughs> Alonzo Morning signed basketball right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that was it. That was the last time. Actually, I that was my first foray into writing anything about basketball was sending a letter into Slam Magazine and criticizing uh, criticizing Alonzo Morning because I thought he was the last time I was burned by a player leaving was when um, Ricky Williams retired. Oof. That's from the Miami one. Dolphins. That Love was Ricky. tough. That Love was Ricky. really that was tough. And then we and then he came back and we welcomed him with yeah. open arms because what happens? Winning cures. I, I do want to know, by the way, just to, to for the record, my uh, thing here was not if Jimmy Butler would request a trade. It was how David would feel if Jimmy Butler requested a trade and the best oh, yeah. return, and the best return was two late first round picks and Tyler Hero. I'm okay that with it. Question. I'm okay if they were getting it. Tyler Hero back, no problem. No, I I, I, would, I would as long I would, as they're getting like, Tyler. <laughs> I wouldn't care what they were getting back because again, I can see it from Jimmy's perspective as to why he wants. To, it's not like I just want more money. It's not James Harden crying about one thing after the another. It's like I want off of Houston because they're rebuilding. Then I I got a super team with my best friend. So on this the, is the NBA. I actually disagree with you, David. If your best player, there's I understand as a fan wanting the best return. Just because your favorite player leaves doesn't mean that you should be okay with your team sucking. I get that. I, I don't care. I don't care. I cover him anyway. I mean, one of the best seasons I've ever had covering was that same 16, 17 season. Well, we, you, it's well established you are anti-draft, anti-championships. Damn you're just, right. You're just here for None a good time. Matters. Not a long time. None of that matters. That's right. That's right. I mean, well, a long time. I've been doing this for a decade, so hopefully it's for a long time. But yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fun. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every day, as David is going to be heading to Las Vegas, and he's going to have some boots on the ground reporting from summer league next week so hit that subscribe button on youtube follow us on your favorite podcast app if you're not if you're like one of the four people on twitter not following matt at hp basketball uh follow him so you can argue with him there uh you can listen to him with david locked on nba on monday night tuesday mornings and then of course over at locked on nuggets and all the things that he's doing over at the action network matt thanks for uh, jumping on and having a conversation with us hey thanks for having me guys